Why should anyone believe in anything they see about this operation after how really, really, really maddening everything was for the first half of this season? Good morning to you. Good Friday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into hockey and or baseball, I also offer daily shots of Penguins and Pirates in the same place that you found this. It'll be Steelers versus Cardinals. Sunday, 1.02 p.m. at Akershire Stadium. The Steelers will go in as a prohibitive favorite, as they should. Arizona's only got two wins. The Steelers are starting to play a lot better. And, of course, when it comes to favorites and underdogs, never underestimate the influence of the quarterback. And, you know, it kind of looks like the Steelers have one again. So between that... And the increased solidifying of the running game and the three tight end formation and all that spreading around of the passes last Sunday in Cincinnati. Why does it still feel like this team's walking on wobbly legs? I mean, not necessarily to them. I'm talking about to the rest of us on the outside. I think I have an answer for that, but I also think that it might no longer apply. Let me explain what I mean. This team has been so spectacularly inconsistent on such a grand scale that it's going to take quite a while and probably a couple of quality W's against quality opponents to alter that feel like whatever it was that came out of beating the Bengals there's still a residual eh, but eh, but but I'm going to throw at you a positive today that is the furthest thing in the world from some sort of fun subject matter or hot take or latest controversy or whatever I've got something pretty boring for you today. I've got Trenton Thompson. I can't even guess at how many people listening to this program, and I would imagine these are some of the more dedicated and educated Steelers fans out there. Maybe not, not, that has no reflection on this show. It's just you'd have to be really into it. Okay. You'd have to be really into the Steelers to even be pressing play on this. So you're going to know your stuff. I'd bet that no more than half of the people listening to this right now even know what a Trenton Thompson is. Or even if it's Trent or Trenton, and by the way, it's the latter. Or why he'd matter at all. Because Minka Fitzpatrick practiced all week long, practiced again yesterday, expected to practice again today. And you're going to have him and DeMonte Casey back there at safety and who needs Trenton Thompson anyway? And yes, that's the correct answer to it. He's a safety and he played very well, not a little bit. Well, not like well for a replacement guy. He played very well. Mike Tomlin was singling him out earlier in the week and Terrell Austin did likewise yesterday.
about the, the young guy's preparation uh, and being ready for his moment. Uh, some guys, they're not ready for their moment. And, and it comes and they go in there and they, they lay an egg. Uh, he was ready for his moment. We thought he performed well. Uh, he did a lot of really good things. And now it's the, the, the big thing is, uh, can he continue to build on that and, and continue to accelerate his uh, development as a player? Neither of these two guys, Tomlin or Austin, are very good at hiding how they feel about a player, good or bad. And when it's good, you'll be aware of it, but it'll come with some sort of caution. This isn't coming with caution. They really like this player. They want to keep him on the field in some capacity. And they're going to do that. Now, what's that have to do with the bigger picture? Be patient with me here. They also like Michael Walker. I don't know that I've heard anybody compare him in any capacity to Cole Holcomb or Quan Alexander, but they feel like they've got a guy who can handle that second inside linebacker spot next to a Landon Roberts. And they didn't feel like that two weeks ago, even though they had Mark Robinson in the fold all along. Speaking of examples to the contrary, every time anybody in my profession brings up Mark Robinson, you get all kinds of hesitation and this and that, and he's doing a great job on special teams, but you never hear about him as an actual option at that position. Again, they kind of advertise this stuff, and they're doing the same thing with Walker, not quite to the extent that they have with Thompson, but they've done it. Now, those are two guys that are... People who came in practice squad and bounced around a bit, second chancers. But there's been another group of players that come in with a much higher profile because they were high draft picks. But they've also been new to this lineup over the last, I'd say, month or so, something in that range. Because we're talking about the obvious guys. Broderick Jones has come in. He has concrete numbers attached to his arrival as a starter at right tackle. And those numbers are that the Steelers gain on the ground an additional 55.1 yards since he's been playing. Now, you can cast that off as coincidence, and that's just when they really got their running game going, or maybe that's when Matt Canada finally figured out how to execute a running game or whatever. But I'm not a believer in that sort of thing. I'm not a believer in that level of a coincidence jones has made that much of a difference and he's real he's he's not some fantasy he's not a projection he's real this stuff has already happened past tense joey porter jr taken right after him gets put in the secondary suddenly the steelers go from a team that couldn't even remotely compete with the opponent's number one wide receiver Remember that? Remember Las Vegas? Remember Devontae Adams just running all over the field at will? Putting up 15, 17 catches, whatever it was, and he wasn't alone. Everybody was doing that until Joey Jr. got out there. And he said, Puka Nakua? What? I can do this. And Nakua goes from somebody who was averaging like a dozen catches a game, leading the NFL at the time, too borderline invisible. And this has happened now week after week after week. He's not perfect. He'll get penalized. That's just kind of the nature of his style of play. He's grabby. He was that at Penn State. 
But the hard part of the job is being aced, and I mean aced at an elite level, competitive with the best defensive backs in the NFL. This wasn't in play in the first half. What Jones is doing wasn't in play in the first half. And as long as I'm at it, what Keanu Benton is doing for the defensive front wasn't in play in the first half. We all talked, and rightly, about how much was going to be lost with Cam Hayward out. And sure enough, the Steelers were getting gashed pretty regularly on the run. But that wasn't the only issue. Because when Cam was out, they were trying all kinds of different guys. All these DeMarvin Leal and Isaiah Loudermill types. Do you even hear their names anymore? No. And that's not just because Cam is back. That's also because the kid has kicked them off the field. Every opportunity that there is to have Benton out there, he's out there. That's a difference maker. That's something that wasn't in play in the first half, but is now. So... You and I can fuss and fret over what happened in the first half and wonder if it's just going to magically bring itself to the forefront again, or we can accept that there are certain parts of this football team, certain processes, certain people that are in place that weren't there before, and that this football team right now is stronger and deeper than it's been at any point in this really weird season. When we come back, J1Q. Luxembourg, Garbett, Kelly, and George. LGKG is a personal injury law firm in Western Pennsylvania that represents people hurt in car accidents or who need help with workers' comp or medical malpractice. When the attorneys at LGKG make you a promise, they keep it. They've been keeping promises in our region for over 80 years. LGKG's been AV rated, the highest rating a law firm can receive, and they've been designated super lawyers. That's actually a thing for over 15 years. It's a rare combination. LGKG has offices in Cranberry, Newcastle, Beaver Falls, Butler, and Elwood City. Learn more about them by visiting lgkg.com or by calling 888 842 5454 LGKG. Today's J1Q comes from Dan. He says, DK, Mike Tomlin gets a lot of criticism these days. As I considered the coaching change he made last week and the resulting performance on Sunday, an interesting scenario occurs to me. The Steelers are right now 7-4 and four with some winnable games coming up. Imagine that the Steelers are a game behind the Ravens going into Week 18. I'm not laughing at you, Dan. I'm laughing with you. <laughs> they go into Baltimore. They win. And in doing so, they also win the AFC North. Would Tomlin be a Coach of the Year candidate? And more important, how many heads would explode in Pittsburgh All things being relative, Dan, you have to consider what the undercurrent is behind what you're saying. Because for the Steelers and the Ravens to have this big week 18 head-to-head and for everything to be online, the division, who knows what will come into play as far as buys and seating and so forth. Obviously, division winner gets a buy, but there could be even more depending on 
what second place in the AFC North would represent. For all of this to occur, the Steelers have to be a pretty good football team. Can we agree on that much? Can we agree that for the Steelers to already be seven and four, despite this catastrophic offense that they had for the overwhelming majority of that time, they'd have to be pretty good moving forward, like pretty good at everything, including offense. And if that's the case, and the perception around the football world would be that, well, this was a young offense that needed to grow up, then a lot of people outside Pittsburgh are going to see nothing but the brightest of possible outcomes, meaning not just for the Steelers, but also what you're describing. They're going to see a head coach who valiantly found a way to win through adversity despite having this young, struggling offense. He showed patience in them and he found a way to, you know, to, to just, there's not another word for it, to Tomlin his way through the schedule until everything started really steamrolling. And then they, of course, unleashed hell in December. What am I leaving out here? Whereas the people around here are going to see that a lot of the wounds that occurred in the first part of the Steelers' schedule were eminently self-inflicted, largely by the head coach, and that it took him way too long to fire the coordinator who was dragging them down. But that's not going to come into play here. It's just not. So my answer to your question is... Yes, he'll absolutely be in the running for coach of the year in that event. Don't attach that to me without context. But also, I don't know that heads would explode. I think what you would have in Pittsburgh here, and I'd like to feel like I have the pulse of the city's sports fans to some extent after doing this my whole life, what you would have more than anything else is your Built-in, reliable trepidation going into the playoffs. There are people who just flat out don't like Tomlin, and they won't like him if the Steelers win out, which they won't. But they wouldn't like him even in that circumstance. So the next thing that you'd get is, well, okay, yeah, well, he hasn't won a playoff game since those six field goals in Kansas City. Let's see if he can win a playoff game. That's actually what you'll get. And I'm not so sure they'd be wrong regardless of how valiant or anything goes in the regular season, you still need to win a playoff game. I said this over the summer. I'm going to keep saying it to show real progress. You don't get graded on a self-inflicted curve. I appreciate the question. It's a good one. I appreciate everybody who listens to Daily Shot of Steelers. Again, Sunday is the matchup. With the Cardinals, looking forward to it. Be over there covering it. I'll have a written column for DK Pittsburgh Sports, and I'll have another one of these here daily shot things the next morning. <laughs>